Oh my god, what am I doing? Hi everybody, good morning. My name is Desiree. Welcome to Just Thinking Out Loud. I want to thank you for watching my videos and for giving me feedback. There is my video on race and IQ which has like 2,000 views now which is crazy because the last time I looked at it it was about 200. Anyway, I just want to say thank you for telling me your thoughts and your opinions. A big part of the reason why I'm making these videos is because I want to be able to talk about these things and really feel like I can't. I'm afraid of talking to people about it in real life. I'm, I'm even worried about like, you know, if, if the videos get popular, like what will happen to me in my personal life. But I also want to talk about it because it's just all this tension in society and it's, it's very uncomfortable to wade through. So I might as well, I don't know, do something about it than just be uncomfortable. So there is something that I read recently. It is a book by Thomas Sowell called titled Black Rednecks and White Liberals that I loved. <laughs> I love his books. I'm like a super big fan now. I also was reading, um, it was called Wealth, Poverty and Politics, I think. And I'm also reading his series on economics, you know, why like the price mechanism and why things work out the way they do and why the government can't ever really control, they can't be the central control over the economy and I am going off topic. So <laughs> this book gave me a lot of answers because I came to the US and I encountered like a culture and I was like, wow, people think that this is black culture. Well, I'm totally black and I don't have this culture and, and a big part of me making these videos is something that I've mentioned before, which is that I feel as though I can't relate to a lot of black Americans that I meet. Unfortunately, I'm sure they can't relate to me either. This isn't all of them, but all the friends I've made so far, really gotten along with, who are black in the US have been people uh, who are of Caribbean descent. And there might be more going on there, like I just feel more comfortable. But I also have made a lot of white friends, and really these topics don't really come up, but they always seem to come up with black people. And I feel like a better way to give my actual opinions is to make videos because I guess there's a part of me that's been cowardly, but it's just way less explosive and way less, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to go through those feelings of like arguing with people or resentment or feeling judged or vice versa. It's easier to do it in a video. Anyhow, so I'll just talk about the things that were interesting to me. The first, I guess his main mm, argument is that black culture what people call black culture in the u.s is actually southern culture and it also did not originate within the black community but was a part of white southern culture and particularly of scots and irish who were not a main part of britain before they were assimilated into the larger culture and how they had migrated it's a lot about the history of migration of certain groups of people but he traces black culture as it exists today like what the media would will term black culture or what black persons try and um, um adopt in order to show their blackness that it actually originated with poor whites in the south and then was adopted by blacks and then what happened was that because I think he said 80 to 90% of blacks 
resided in the South. So they would have, the majority of black people would have that culture, even though it is particular to the South, people would think that seeing them migrate later on up into the North, that that's being black, but it was actually black persons in the South and that their migration upwards into the North actually disrupted a lot of um, social interaction that was already going on between Northern blacks and um, Northern whites. And uh, I was, <laughs> I don't know if I should, I won't put this, I was talking to someone recently and she was saying she's white, she's super cool, she ever watches this, I like her a lot. And um, she was telling me that she had gone down into the South and she was asking directions from people and they were all ignoring her. There were lots of black people and they were ignoring her and she couldn't figure out why. And eventually they were like, where are you from? And she was like, um, when she said that she was from New York, they said, oh, you're a Yankee, so you're okay. So apparently in the South, well, this is her experience, obviously it, you can't, say that it applies to everybody but she was saying that black people and white people don't talk down there and that they know that northern whites treat black people differently than southern whites do i don't know many people from the south i did have one acquaintance who basically told me that his granddad was racist and but not really anymore i'm about to sneeze he was also going into how segregation wasn't so pronounced in the north because there were always free free blacks and they had a different culture than slaves and that there was less segregation at certain times before certain times in the north before southern blacks migrated especially into the cities and then the perception of whites changed according to how they were seeing the majority of black people behaving and that when that migration first occurred I can't give you the exact date. So when that migration first occurred, most people, including blacks from the North, were sort of appalled at the behavior of the black persons. And another thing he really stresses is how a lot of the descriptions that people would use the term um, blacks, like being ghetto or vulgar, or in terms of um, sexuality and how open they are with it, that that was actually something that was used to describe poor whites from the south or poor whites from certain parts in the world that i can't name right now because i don't remember and that people I, I think a part of what he was saying was that people form their opinions based on how people are behaving but he was saying that a very painful part of how the world, I guess, views, well, Americans view black Americans today is that what persons consider black culture actually originated in white culture, which is like, whoa, that's like <laughs> turning everything on its head. And he was saying that because of how the media likes to, you know, hold up this black culture as a symbol of pride and honor and something to be proud of, it alienates black persons who maybe don't have that culture from the rest of black society. He was also talking about post-antebellum um, relations between northerners and southerners and how there were a lot of New Englanders who had a very strong work ethic, mostly that compared to the south, and they would go into black communities in the south to educate them and the idea was in particular to get rid of the black culture because it wasn't helping them. And then he also sort of goes into how the welfare state stops people from 
changing their values and sticking and holding, clinging so much to something that they consider their own, their, their culture, even though it's not necessarily black, but something particular from a certain region within the United States. And he talks about specific things, like he was talking about persons holding certain traditions, like jumping over a broom after being married or ebonics and how that actually is related to how poor whites, again, used to talk and not something that was specific to the African-American community. And I was talking to my aunt about it briefly. I was like, oh, I'm reading this book. I'm so excited about it. And she was saying that I have to take it with a grain of, a grain of salt because that's you, everybody can look at a certain set of information and then use it to push their thoughts. But I thought the text was pretty educational. I thought the text was pretty educational and knowing that he came from the South, it's something that he could actually talk about. And, you know, he also goes into the particular issue where a lot of black people, the particular issue where a lot of black people alienate other blacks who are really into getting educated and, you know, not into like the thug culture as acting too white. He talks about how IQs between black northerners and black southerners have has always been different throughout time in American history because of the effect of education on how much education is valued in the north versus in the south. And I don't know how it is right now, but he was talking about the past. He also goes into the cultural differences between black immigrants from native blacks to America and how a lot of African immigrants and Caribbean immigrants, of which I know many, <laughs> are overrepresented in educational institutions in the United States and that a lot of their success has to do with them having a different culture and building a different set of experiences with them and value for education in particular. And I'm not saying this at all about my own culture. Um, I'm sure you know many Caribbean people who aren't very much into education, but that's something that people don't really talk about. They talk about the struggles of African-Americans, but then they don't focus on how other groups who have, who share the same skin color and no one could tell them alike until they really interact with them, that they have different experiences and outcomes that would challenge the notion that people are being discriminated against based on their complexion. And we can talk about cultures and cultural, what's it called? Um, ethnocentrism and believing that your culture has higher value than another's. And that's a very interesting topic to me because, for example, I met someone and she was talking about dancing in Jamaica. And you know, like the way people usually dance is like, there's a guy behind the girl and they're like whining and grinding. And she was like, I don't understand how people can do that because it's, it's such an intimate experience. And I was trying to say to her, like, I get what she's saying, like, I, shy away from that stuff a lot myself but I was trying to say to her that there are rules it's not just like every person that you <laughs> that you meet or who comes and asks you for a dance I've elbowed guys before who want to dance with because they're disgusting and <laughs> she was saying she doesn't get it and I get how you could say that that's bad behavior but at the same time you also don't really understand and part of me feels like maybe that's me holding on to my culture and wanting to take pride in it but 
I myself rail against certain things. I've, I've walked out of clubs before because I think what they're saying is disgusting and I don't like it. But I don't think I'm the norm. I, most of my friends were like, you're taking it too seriously. So I definitely don't think I'm the norm, but I also know there are lots of people who don't agree. So when people talk about culture, it also turns into this, who are you talking about? Because you're probably only talking about some people within that culture and people reject certain things, but it's not obvious that they're rejecting it because someone else says well this is the culture of these people and that's actually not the case it's just some people within that culture and I think people have to keep that in mind when they're talking about certain groups that you're generally relying on the, like a dominant feature and not necessarily the actual values of everyone in that group and I want to talk a bit more about this ethnocentrism idea you know I think that there are some things that are better I don't I don't know if I really want to get into what exactly but if you're talking about work ethic and being a hard worker or being a bit more um, valuing chastity or things like that you can say that it's just different but then if you do that you have to talk about what are the outcomes that you are trying to get? Because if you're going to be envious of a certain group for achieving certain things, that is a result of the culture that they have, you can't do that. If you want to have those things, then you have to look at what causes those things to happen. And if you're not willing to say, I want to get to that place, but I want to hold on to these things that aren't going to get me to that place, then that's just, that's illogical. So I don't know if I really want to get into one thing is better one trait is better than the other but I do think if you're looking at outcomes then you have to you have to dig into what produces those outcomes and what decisions people make that will result in a certain thing happening I really love this book I think that it taught me a lot I think a lot of people should read it uh, I really feel what he's saying when he talks about how he sees middle-class blacks who don't realize how their parents got how they where they got and how they're trying to adopt certain parts of that culture in order to fit in and it's really weird this this stuff is really weird to me because when I think about Africans like if I think about Africans they don't see themselves as this big unified front. I find it so strange that like, you come to this country and then suddenly you're just being lumped into this group that when you were running around on the plains or like living in huts or I'm not trying to demean people. I know there were civil great civilizations, but for the most part, like when you were living in that sort of mindset, you didn't see other people as your king just because they looked similar to you from an from an outsider you saw them as your king because they shared certain experiences and values and then suddenly it's just this lumping together of people that doesn't really make make any sense i don't know i don't i don't really get it because it's i have i have nothing in common with a lot of people because they look like me and you know I guess you could go you could go into the argument that there is no such thing as black culture and there isn't because usually when people talk about that they're talking about a specific group of people and another person you might talk to and they're like what are you talking about I don't have that culture so how can you talk about that being my culture I think 
are smart can sort of tease that out for themselves and you know they know that is probably a stereotype even if it's based on reality that it's not everybody that fits into that stereotype okay that's it thank you for watching i think i'm way more into this topic than it comes across in my video but have a great day i will talk to you soon please leave comments and let me know what you think i know i'm only looking at one book and there's probably more information out there but it was so insightful i wanted to make a video on it because i felt like it gave me lots of answers and could be very elucidating to a lot of people who especially black people who you know are hanging on to this thing that is probably not helping them because it gives them a sense of pride and identity when these things change depending on how you need to adapt to the world that you live in bye I'm trying to find clothes that I can re-wear re because I realize that I am basically going to show off my entire wardrobe, which is not that much, making these videos. So I went to Walmart this morning and tried to find some turtlenecks because I like turtlenecks. They're kind of elegant. Um, and I wanted a black one and a white one, but I could only find a black one. And then I also got this striped one. And this is just me testing my sound because I had the mic not fully punched in earlier and I'm tired of getting all my swallows. <laughs> so I tried to put it over here to see if it would make a difference. And I wish I was professional and I wish I had a studio and I wish, I wish a lot of things, but whatever, I will just deal with the challenges and I need to clean my lens, but I don't think I'm even going to bother. I'm just gonna leave it. The reason why I was driving was because I don't actually have a space that I that is private. That's the only place that I could think of where I could make videos. And even right now, I have a shared studio space and I'm only making this video because I wake myself up super early in the morning so I can find a time where I can make these videos. And the reason why I do that is because I know that the biggest reason why people don't do things is because they make all they find all the excuses in the world as to why they can't actually do them.